The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Gross and Schuster. Hello, folks. Uh, Terrence Gross here. Glad to be back. And uh, I really appreciate uh, News Radio 1620 for allowing me to uh, get on my pulpit and talk about different things. I am a local personal injury lawyer. I have been practicing for 44 years throughout the panhandle. Our firm specializes in personal injury, primarily car wrecks. And we have five offices throughout the panhandle, uh, Pensacola, Milton, Crestview, Fort Walton, and Navarre. I am proud to say that my three sons are my law partners. And uh, we just go from office to office, whatever day it is. We just, you know, ride the circuit and it works out great so that we can meet a lot of people face-to-face. If you need to call us for any type of personal injury case, you could do so at 850-434-3333 or visit us on the web at grossandschuster.com. Now, as most of you know, I, I always come with a topic. I do like to uh, have phone calls. I think the phone number may be 850-437-1620. Yes, you call or text. Call or text uh, 850-437-1620. And yes, I, I do like personal energy questions and topics, but sometimes I get away from that, and I've been away from it lately. Um, and uh, we started talking about the constitutional amendments. We've already covered the First Amendment, uh, the right to free speech. We've already covered the Second Amendment, uh, the right to bear arms. And I wanted to get in to the Fourth Amendment. And before I get into the Fourth Amendment, uh, you know, uh, about searches and seizures, I want to make a point. And this is a point that escapes most normal people. And I'm not belittling anybody But again, not only am I a lawyer, uh, but I was a political science major. And a lot of the courses I took in political science in college dealt with the Constitution and constitutional rights and the Supreme Court and the makeup of this and the, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, And I studied it further and since even graduating, I just have an interest in it. So here's the misnomer. Here's the first misnomer. A lot of people, even myself, are against judicial activism. Judicial activism is when a judge inserts their own political beliefs to get a result that is consistent with their beliefs not what the law is, not what the Constitution is. And I don't want to pick on Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I know all the people that lean left and all the Democrats worship her, but she actually came out and said it. it I mean, you kind of know it, but she said it. There was a sound bite, and I'm plagiarizing, but she pretty much said that she decided opinions on base what she felt was right. That's not her job. And and we do know that these Supreme Court justices are, are partisan. I mean, because obviously, how do they get there? 
A Democrat wins the White House, the Democrat appoints Democrats. A Republican gets there, they report re, uh, appoint Republicans. That's always been the case. It's the it's it's what you part of winning the spoils of war, I would call it. I mean, you win the battle, and this is what you get, and both sides cry foul. Uh, so yes, they get a lifetime tenure, which means two things. One, maybe they get a little old in the tooth, maybe serve longer than they should. But also it means that once appointed, there really are no strings attached. And even Donald Trump has been surprised at some of the rulings, thinking, well, I appointed them, they'll be forever beholden to him. Well, not really. Um, So I am against judicial activism. In other words, deciding opinions, I don't care if it's abortion, I don't care what the issue is, deciding on what you personally feel is right, as opposed to following the law. Now, with that being said, it gets conflated with another doctrine, and that is I do believe that the Constitution is a living and breathing document. Now, some people, some right-wingers, when they hear that, oh, that's judicial activism. No, it's not. It's a living, it's a greatest, it may be the greatest document ever written, more important than the Magna Carta or, or anything like that. The United States Constitution is sacred. They did such a great job. They had such foresight. I mean, it was written, folks, in the late 1700s, before airplanes, before a lot of things, no telephones. Believe it or not, young people, there, they, there were no cell phones. They, they didn't have cell phones in the late 1700s. So the Fourth Amendment is one of the biggest examples of how that constitutional amendment is living and breathing and has evolved. And how has it evolved? Of course, it evolves through judicial interpretation. And some people just take great offense. It's 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 the black and white. It's there, and that's what it is. But hold on, folks. Hold on. If you don't think that modern times and modern technology that did not exist back then, if you don't think there's been any inroads in distinguishing opinions because of what has transpired with innovation, with the way we live our lives, then you're living under a rock. And let me just give you examples. Now that I've said it, you still will probably get it, but I never will forget this. Um, I was probably a freshman in 1976 at FSU Law School, which also happened to be Bobby Bowden's first year as a coach, by the way. And we were studying this case, and here's the case. We know that the Fourth Amendment, by the way, gives you a right of privacy. There's a privacy component, the expectation of privacy. You know, so it, again, it, 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 it keeps the police from just raiding your home. So in, in places like Russia and Iran and other countries, 
They could just come in at any time without a search warrant, raid your house, maybe find evidence of something that you're a traitor or whatever, and and there are no rules. They could do that. That's fine. But we have the that constitutional right. So if the police just kicked down a door now and came into your house and they found contraband or they found whatever, bomb-making equipment or drugs or pornography, well, that's going to be thrown out by a judge. Even though the judge is not pro-pornography, he's not pro-terrorism, but if it wasn't a legal warrant, they're going to throw it out. So there are the protections that we had the rights to uh, from illegal search and seizure. And with that is embodied this principle of an expectation of privacy. So this case I was learning about in law school dealt with a drug dealer. He was in Washington, D.C. Now, the young people may not know this, uh, but there used to be things called a phone booth. And I don't know if you know what a phone booth is, but it's kind of a rectangular, little, small, uh, not building, but a glassed in. There would be a phone on the wall, and you had a, a dial. You had to put your finger in it to dial, and there was this hard thing that was the phone, and it was called a public phone, and you put money in it. Later on, credit cards, but usually it was change. You go with a pocket full of change, you close the door, and you would think, you know, with that phone booth, you would have the expectation of privacy. Well, this criminal, this drug dealer, made all his deals on these public phones, thinking he had, you know, because he didn't want to, he figured wiretapping his house, right? And by the way, there were no such thing as cell phones. We're talking about this took place in the 1960s. I was studying it in the 1970s. So this drug dealer was using public phone booths to do all his transactions, always illegal you know, you know, dealings, you know, okay, I'll bring three, three pounds of marijuana to your house, meet me at this warehouse, and I'll do that, whatever he's doing, and across the city, and they knew it. They knew it. So they knew that he, he used one of these phone booths pretty frequently, so they put a tap on the public phone. Uh, because of that wiretap, they find out, various things. He's busted. He's uh, prosecuted. He's convicted. And then it goes up on appeal. And it's a Fourth Amendment case. Did he have the right of privacy? Because he closed the door. He presumed that it's just him talking to his fellow perp about the drug deal. And it all evolved, you know, but it was a public phone booth. It wasn't his house, and, and that was the case, and the ruling dealt with that. And I think the end, end of the ruling was that you can't have an expectation of privacy in a public uh, phone booth. That that was uh, the end result. That's what but, I was going to say was what I thought is because it was a public line. Yeah. Yeah, so it was the word public. What Had it been his house and they hadn't had a search warrant, because you are allowed to tap phones, but you still have to get a warrant to tap a phone. Mm. You know, so there was no warrant here. They didn't think they needed one. Uh, but anyway, that was the big issue. Now, let's think about this. 1960s, that's almost 200 years after 
Thomas Jefferson and Jane Madison cobbled together our Constitution. Do you think in the 1700s they were thinking about public phone booths? They didn't even know what a phone was. There was no Alexander Graham Bell, okay? So this is not anything they could have ever thought about. Uh, And so when I say living and breathing, it has to be living and breathing to take in cases evolving from modern times and technology. So, yes, that at that time, it, it was a case of first impression. We move on. So, if we go back to the late 1700s, did we have automobiles? I don't think Henry Ford was around back then. Uh or airplanes, uh, the, the Wright brothers weren't in North Carolina doing their thing in the late 1700s. Um, did we have RVs? Uh, no, we didn't have homes on wheels. So look at the reality of what goes on today because a lot of our drug bust oftentimes are associated with automobiles. The officer stops some guy for expired tag, for driving erratically, for speeding, and all of a sudden, when the guy rolls down his window, the officer gives gets a big whiff of uh, smoke that doesn't smell like cigarettes. He's been trained. It smells like marijuana. They bring in the drug dog and whatever. And, and so now... It's midnight. This officer just stopped somebody in Interstate 10 in Florida, very near the Alabama line. Does he have to get a search warrant of a car? The answer is probably not under those exigent circumstances where he he has probable cause to believe that a crime is being committed. They have relaxed the laws of search and seizure and distinguished an automobile from a home. Well, your home is not going anywhere unless you get to some of these uh, Jeff Foxworthy jokes about, you know, <laughs> home on wheels. But if we're not, if we don't, if we're not dealing with jo- uh, uh, Foxworthy jokes and, and, and you have a traditional home on a slab, that home is going to be there tomorrow. That car if you don't effectuate the stop, could be in California the next day. Gone. So they they had to make inroads. So all the people out there, the point I'm trying to make, there's so many people that absolutely believe that the Constitution should be writ should be determined on its face. No case law, no interpretation. Simply, that's what the Constitution is. It should be unabridged, and nothing could be further from the truth because it has evolved. It does work. It does work, and we have many of these protections, but all these protections we've been talking about are not absolute. We talked about the First Amendment a few weeks ago. You can't yell fire in a theater. 
So it's not unabridged. If you just read the amendment, you would think you could say anything you want. Do we have libel and slander lawsuits? That's based on verbal lies. You go off and and you call someone a pedophile when they're not and you publicly do it. There should be a civil remedy for that, and there is. So your First Amendment rights are not absolute. There's exceptions to everything. We talked about the First Amendment, the criminal sanctions. I, I hold up a knife and say, if you don't shut up, I'm going to stab you. Well, that's an aggravated assault. Uh, so that is not free from uh, you know criminal prosecution. And, and we've looked at the uh, Second Amendment and, and the weaponry, the weaponry that we have today versus the single loaded musket back in the 18, 1780s. It's a far stretch. I mean, they, they weren't thinking of machine guns and Uzis and AR-15s or, and whatever, automatic weapons and, and weapons of mass destruction. So all these things have evolved, and rightfully so, through judicial interpretation. And that's why we have amendments in the first place. Well, that's, those are amendments. Right. Now, that's a whole other discussion, which I'll get into. I, I'd like to get into that. Mm-hmm. But, what I, but I'm not talking about amendments right mm-hmm. now. What I'm talking about is case law interpretation, which is not an amendment, mm-hmm. It's the Supreme Court of Florida, all the courts, but of the Supreme Court of the United States, ultimately, whether whether it was the recent um, uh, abortion decision, basically not outlawing uh, uh, abortion, but saying it's a state's right. It, it's not in the Constitution, therefore it should have been a state's right. Uh, that's the Hobbes case. But, but, but whatever the issue is, the Supreme Court determines and they make inroads, whether it be First Amendment, free speech, whether it's Fourth Amendment searches and seizures, you know, Miranda. So there's no, there's nothing in the Constitution that says if you're not allowed to talk to a lawyer, your confession could be thrown out. It has a right to counsel. You have a right to counsel. But it doesn't it doesn't say what happens if you if you're denied the right to counsel. It's not you know they couldn't explain everything. I mean these amendments are sacred, but they have to be interpreted. Now to get to your question, and it's a good one. They they also have a mechanism for constitutional amendments. If we look back at some adages and phrases that we could pick from the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. One of the things we always quote, we're all so proud of this, until you think about what it really says. Uh, and it says, all men are created equal. All men. Sounds good, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, makes me feel good inside. Okay, that's the 1700s, right? Mm. Were they talking about black men? Nope. They were slaves. Were They, they weren't born equal. Mm-hmm. You were born into on a plantation of slavery. Were you equal? I, I don't think so. Dred Scott, the Supreme Court decision, said that blacks were three-fifths a person. <laughs> that was the Dred Scott decision in 1857, that uh, you know black people were three-fifths a person. They're people, just, just 60% a human being is what that decision said. 
So how do we cure that? You know, we had the Civil War, which was bloody. And then right after the Civil War in 1866 or so, we passed back to back the 13th and 14th Amendments, which pretty much uh, capsulated uh, and ensured that blacks were allegedly treated more equally, although we know as a fact that that didn't happen either. Even despite the amendments, uh, uh, we, we certainly have come a long way since then. But anyway, and also getting back to all men, all men are created. What about women? Oh, they can't vote. Oh, you're a woman? Oh, you couldn't vote. You're not smart enough to vote. Uh, you you don't always have your faculties because once a month you have this problem, uh, PMS, so we can't rely on you to vote a woman. We're not going to let them vote, right? Yeah. So it, it truthfully, you, we could get down on our founding fathers, which I admire, and some people do. Some people want to sanitize because you, we can't judge these men by today's standards. So back then, slave holding was, especially in the South, the norm. So I'm not going to judge Thomas Jefferson because he was a slaveholder or George Washington because he was a slaveholder. Do we now uh, eradicate the Washington Monument? Do we do we destroy and eradicate the Jefferson Memorial? No, these men were great for the time, and they were seers. I mean, that this Constitution is sacred, but it wasn't perfect. And between case law that we talked about, between the amendments that you brought up, we've made we've tweaked it, and we've we hadn't had a lot of amendments. It has not been abused. I think there's maybe twenty six now. I don't know. Uh, so we've added, you know, uh, we've added to the, the original amendments, um, uh, and rightfully so. 27. 27, 27. So the original ones, you know, I think were maybe 12 maybe, because uh, I know 13 and 14 for sure were right after the Civil War. And then, you know, then we got women's suffrage, and then they, they threw in prohibition, believe it or not. That was in, it was out, you know, whatever, with prohibition. And that shouldn't have been in the Constitution anyway. I mean, that, that's a whole other deal. But anyway, so I just wanted to just make end with the, the point I made that just because it's evolving and breathing with the times as it should be, it doesn't equate to judicial activism. This is Terrence Gross. I am a local personal injury lawyer, but I'm also a citizen. I'm also very much in the history in the Constitution if you wish to call us for a personal injury case, you could do so at 850-434-3333 or visit us on the web at grossandschuster.com. If you looked up our website, you'll see that I am uh, have pages on many of the discussions that, that we when I've talked about personal injury cases, uninsured motorist, no fault, all these things, car wrecks, uh, different laws, uh, seatbelt defense, anything you could think of. It's very informational. Thank you very much for allowing me to do this. This is Terrence Gross. I'll be back in a couple weeks.
Thank you for being here this morning. This has been the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm your co host for this segment. Uh, this has been Torque Talk with Terrence A. Gross. Thank you for joining us this morning. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. with more Pensacola Expert Panel.